When you have skin in the game in the world of sales, it will force you to get better at what you do. You may have to buy some books. You may have to buy some coaching. You may have to give a few things up in order to acquire the abilities that you need, but you got to do it. You got to find a way to put some skin in the game. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, I'm coming to you live from my studio, and I figured it'd be a perfect day to talk about why you need skin in the game in the world of sales. And I'm going to explain what that means here in a second. And uh, I want to let you know from the very beginning, this may rile up some emotions in people. I wouldn't necessarily call it an asbestos underwear conversation where people are going to get upset, but there are going to be some people who kind of look at themselves and Say either A, I measure up, or B, I don't. And, you know, I love old movies. I love uh, Friday. It's got Chris Tucker. It's got Ice Cube. But there's a scene in the movie where uh, Chris Tucker, playing Smokey, says, you didn't put in on this man. So often, I work with salespeople who are so afraid to invest in themselves any amount of money, any amount of time, any amount of effort, and they're average. They're going to stay average. They're never going to get anywhere. And if you really want to be successful in the world of sales, you know, you're going to have to move up the chain. You're going to have to go from salesperson to closer to performer. It's going to cost you and you are going to have to put skin in the game. And sadly, most salespeople, this is what they do. They go to work for a company and they look around and they're like, oh, I'm here to sell. Where's my training? And the company's like, well, we don't have any training right now. And they're like, okay, well, you know, give me some leads. I'll work some leads. And then they don't close the amount of deals that they could. You know, they, they sit through the appointment. They sit through the call. They, they burn the lead in a lot of instances. They don't really do anything that they could have to close the deal. You know, uh, they're waiting for their sales mama or their sales daddy to pay for the coaching or the training where they're waiting for someone to come in and, and save them. And like in the world of sales, like you got to save yourself. You got to look at it and go, hey, if it is to be, it's up to me. I'm going to be the person who decides to make the investment and do what I can to make a deal happen. And when you invest in yourself, it's proof that you're in the game and that you're committed. You know, you look at a lot of sports that you do on your own. You got to buy your own gear. You got to buy your own equipment. When you look at like uh, someone who gets a job as a mechanic, they got to buy their own tools. You want to look at someone who's going to work in a professional career. They got to pay for their own education. You know, occasionally there are companies that will pay for your education, but they're not, they're not everywhere and they don't have to. Like when I got my master's degree, I paid forty five like the $47,000 for a master's degree. Nobody else paid for that. There was like no tuition reimbursement. It was like, I had to cut a check every eight weeks for 1600 bucks for each class that I took. And, you know, uh, I look around at how many times salespeople, they're just like, I'm waiting for someone else to put in the money for me. And I'm like, well, why don't you believe enough in yourself? And like, well, I don't really necessarily know if I want to be in sales. And I'm like, you're not in the game. Like you've got no skin in the game. You have to be committed you have to be committed that you're going to want to go out there and close deals. You have to be committed that you're going to put in the time, the energy, the effort to be better at what you do. 
And you're going to have to push yourself to get better. And so often salespeople say like, hey, I want to be in sales. And for whatever reason, like they've got somebody pushing them that says you should be in sales because salespeople make money or they see on TV or they see a movie. This is what salespeople are and this is what they get to do. And like they're like they're like a sales poser. They're not really a, a salesperson. They're a poser. They're they're in it for the party and they're just kind of like, I'm going to dip my toes in and see if I really like what's going on. If you want to put skin in the game, you're going to have to invest in yourself. And when you come, when it comes down to it, it's not you against everybody in the world of sales. It's you against you first. And so like you have to make the decision. Do I got skin in the game or do I not got skin in the game? Am I going to stay, stay in sales or am I not going to stay in sales? When you look at a lot of the industries, there's two numbers that, that really stick out in my mind. New salespeople who get started in the industry, get started in the career, like their benchmark is like one to two years of being in sales. And they're like, oh, I'm out. And it's because they really weren't committed. And then the next stat is about three or four years. Those are the two big hurdles that salespeople face. Year one, year two, and year four. And there is a huge difference between the people who make it and make it to be a closer or performer and the people who are just sales associates and price matchers and discounters. One of the, the weird stats out there says that the average salesperson does not spend more than $20 a year in themselves in their own education and their own training. So let's just, let's just put some numbers to that. Like today's dollars, it's like five gallons of gas. I live in California, so gas is more than where you are in uh, different parts of the United States or maybe different like by the leader wherever you are in the world. So the average salesperson spends 20 bucks a year. Uh, candy bars here in California, a package of M&Ms is like $2.20. So I could buy I could buy eight packs of M&Ms. A DVD right now for a movie that comes out is 20 bucks. A good meal, if you're gonna go somewhere, a good sushi roll is $20. That you start thinking about what could I go out and what can I spend 20 bucks on a t-shirt is $25. Like you start putting it like you're not willing to invest in yourself. Really? You're not willing to spend 20 bucks in yourself. You could go to audible and spend, which is a, you know, the division of Amazon and spend 15 bucks a month and get a book to download and listen to it over and over and over again. And if you're willing to spend 15 bucks a month, in 12 months, you're going to be 12 times better than a salesperson, 120 times better than than somebody who's not doing that work. And you're going to gain knowledge and you get to keep it for the rest of your life. So you're like, hey, Scott, I get it. I got to I got to go all in. I got to put some skin in the game. What do I do? You have to say, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do. And gosh darn it, I'm going to get better at what I do. And it may be that you have to set aside money every month for a training fund. When I got started in sales, I said, hey, look, you know, I'm going to set aside 50 bucks a month minimum to go buy content. Now, in 2002, there was not MP3s that you could download to the extent that there are today for sales training and, and sales coaching. It just, it just, like, there was no distribution. They had Napster, but, like, Napster didn't have everything that you would need. So there was a Borders book around the corner from my house. And books on CD back then, they came in, like, three different numbers. It was, like, 1195 1695 and 2995. So I would do everything I could to buy $50 a minimum a month of books on CD. And some months, if I made a lot of money, I would buy $200. But minimum, minimum was was 50 bucks a month. And so I'm not saying like you have to spend an exact set amount, but I am saying you got to you have to find whatever number works for you. You just got to work some money into that training fund. You're like, hey, Scott, but I don't have any money. Okay, well, your community probably has a library. 
you could probably go get something off of a library and you want to pay for stuff. Like the, the end end goal for you is you want to pay for it because it's like, it's proof that you got skin in the game. If you got to go online to eBay or Craigslist or whatever version it is in your country, find something to sell so you could go get a book and you can go get content. You know, you could go to Amazon here in the United States and you could buy books that are one cent and pay $3.99 for shipping. I went online and I just ordered, started ordering a ton of books that were really inexpensive. They weren't brand new. I didn't care if they had writing in them. I wasn't, I wasn't buying this book for a pristine library. I mean, I got a, a whole library at my home now, but like, I, I wasn't worried. Like it's gotta be a perfect book. Cause I was writing in them too. I was underlining. I was putting information in there. I was taking notes. You could read a book or listen to a book and write a report. I, I used to uh, type out reports for every book that I read of at least 1200 words. And when my house got broken into, they stole all sorts of stuff. And this is one of the things that they took that really just irritates me now because I would be able to go back and take a look at it. This was like just as clouds were getting started. I screwed up. I didn't put it up in the cloud storage and I should have. You got to find a way to, to invest in yourself. And sometimes investment isn't money, it's time. And so what would you do for time? If you really wanted to be a closer in sales, would you be willing to give up a month of TV? Would you be willing to give up two months of TV? Would you be willing to give up three months of TV to get better at what you do? And like a lot of salespeople say, nope, I got to watch my show. It's Tuesday night. It's Thursday night. It's Friday night. I got to watch my show. I got to watch my team play on the weekends. Do you really have to sit there and watch every single bit of it? Could you watch the highlights? Could you watch the replays? Could you binge? Could you binge watch a show after you get all of your training in? These are all ways that you can prove that you're like, yes, I do have some skin in the game. You know, one of the things that I did early on was I bought down in a car, meaning there was a car that I really wanted. I really wanted a Mercedes like in 2007, 2008. And I said, you know what? I'd rather join a coaching program. And the coaching program that I joined was $1,000 a month. And it freaked me out because I said, look, either I could have this crazy, nice car or I could join a coaching program. So it was like 12 grand a year. And it was very uncomfortable for me. And it was, but for me, it was like, look, I got proof. I've got skin in the game. I'm putting, I'm putting some, some time, energy, and effort in. And so, like, let's say that you can't, you can't go out and you can't buy a book. Let's say you can't go out for whatever reason. You can't invest in yourself. Well, find somebody who has a library that's willing to let you go read a book or borrow a book. And here's what you do: be willing to put a deposit down on the book. And the reason why I say this is like, you know, that person spent time, energy, and effort building their library. And it's proof that you got skin in the game. It's like, hey, look, here is $5. I'm going to take five books if that's cool with you. And I will bring back these books and you can give me my $5 back. Or you could keep the $5. Like you don't even have, it doesn't have to be a deposit. I mean, like if, if you're getting five books that were 20 bucks each and you put $5 down on it, you know, you just saved yourself $95. Okay. So find a way to pay for a book. If you, if you don't, if you, if you can't like offer to mow a lawn, offer to wash a car, offer to do something like for me, I've got a library at my house and I've got a rule that the book that it's in the library does not leave the house. The content that I have on my hard drives does not get copied. I've spent a lot of time and a lot of money in 2008. I had a, a guy who ran a company come to me and he's like, Hey, I heard you have a lot of content on your iPod because I took all of my CDs and I put them on my iPod so that like I didn't have to worry about do I carry all these CDs with me in my work vehicle? No, I had an iPod that plugged in an auxiliary port and I listened to these things over and over and over again. We're talking like old school Brian Tracy, Tom Hopkins, you know, uh, anything along those lines 
that you could pick up in 2002 to 2007. And the guy was like, hey, I want to copy your iPod. I'm like, dude, I've got like $8,000 worth of content on there. He's like, yeah, just just let me run a program and copy everything in there. I was like, no, no, dude, you're a multimillionaire. Go out and buy your own stuff. He's like, nah, I'd rather have somebody else just give it to me. And I'm like, dude, not me. No, 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 I put a lot of skin in the game to make this happen. It wasn't free for me. I'm not just going to give it to you. So like people will come to me and they'll say like, hey, can I can I hang out in your library? And I got that rule. Like, no, you don't get to copy any of my MP3s, my DVDs, my videos, but you can, you can sit in the recliner and you can read as many books as you want, but they don't leave the studio. They don't leave the library. You know, do, do what you got to do to learn, but like, no. And so like sometimes people may put a condition on it and say, hey, look, I'll let you borrow the book but you're going to have to put a deposit on the book. I let somebody borrow a marketing book that is out of print. And if I could find this book today, it's probably going to be like seven or $800. And this guy has this book and has probably never, ever read it. And I'm out the money. So I have a rule. Like if someone's like, I got to take the book with me, I say, great, whatever that book is, you're going to have to give me three or four times the value. So if it's a $200 book, you better leave something here that's worth six, seven, dollars $800 so I know that you're going to bring that book back and you're going to treat that book right. And somebody may put a condition on that content. Somebody may say this is what you're going to have to do to make it happen. So like, but it's proof to yourself that you got skin in the game. Like what, what would you be willing to give up of yours to prove that you really want to learn the topic, that you really want to learn the skill? You know, you could get a coach or a mentor. And a coach or a mentor, uh, when you start getting into the bigger leagues, is going to be roughly 10 to 20% of your yearly income. So you make 100 grand a year, a good coaching program is probably going to cost you 10 or $12,000 and you're going to you're going to have to cough up the money and you're going to be like, Oop, I don't know if I could do that." But like the way I look at it is if I invest $10,000 in a class, I should get 10 times the amount of money out of it. So over time, not immediately, if I invest $10,000 in a class, I should get like $100,000 of future value out of it. Something that I was able to pick up from that class is going to bring me that type of money. And once again, not immediately, over time. You you have to find this coach or this mentor and you need to invest in yourself. You can't wait for other people to do it. Once again, it is proof that you've got skin in the game. One of the cool things you could do is you could get an accountability partner. So let's say I, I have a friend, Bob, and I'm like, Bob, these are all the things that I'm gonna do in a month. And if I don't do them, here's what I want you to do. I'm gonna give you $1,000. You get to keep that 1,000 bucks. And you're gonna do the same thing with me. And it's going to be cash. And so you, you put it somewhere in a, in a safety deposit box or you have somebody hold on to it that you trust that isn't going to walk away with your money. And at the end of the month, you report back to each other. Did you do what you said you were going to do? Yeah. Did you do what you said you were going to do? No. Well, I get to keep your money. Like that is one way to have some serious skin in the game and make things happen. Paying an accountability partner is, is one of the coolest things you could do that's really going to get you to push. And like, sometimes I'll say, Hey, like to a salesperson, why wouldn't you role play? Well, I can't find anybody to do it. I'm like, pay somebody. Well, why would I do that? Well, because either way you're going to pay, either you're going to pay for somebody to role play with you, or you're going to pay by missing the lead and missing the sale. You're going to lose money instead of just making it. And there is a timetable that it takes to get comfortable with word tracks, with conversations, with closing deals, you know, buy some training. And some of it is going to suck in 2007, 2008. I bought some training, some like somewhere around there, and I think I paid 800 bucks for it. It was not $800 worth of training. It just, it wasn't. I, I look at myself and I kick myself for buying it. It's just one of those things, but it sometimes you buy training and it just doesn't work out. Sometimes you make a bad investment in business. And if you're worried like, hey, I got to have a perfect investment every time, you're not ever going to take action. 
One of the things that you could do to have skin in the game is to have your own marketing campaigns. Why wait for a company to do all the marketing for you? You really want to prove that you have something in for yourself? Pay for some of your own marketing, get better, acquire a new skill, acquire a new task. Most salespeople won't do this. And I'm going to let you know that five-ish years from now, five years from now, this is going to be the standard. You want to go work for a company, they're going to say, great, how many funnels can you build? Great, how do you know how to do advertising on this platform? Do you know how to do advertising on that platform? You want skin in the game? Figure out your own way to sell your own services to other people so you don't have to wait for leads from companies. So you can be your own boss. And then last of all, if you don't have money, wash a car, mow a lawn, do some dishes, but find a way to put some skin in the game and prove that like you really want to be in sales. Proving to yourself that you have skin in the game is one of the ways for you to level up and make yourself better at what you do by forcing yourself to get better. The cool thing for you is most salespeople will never do it. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.